0: and welcome into another edition of Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib I'm Adam Hildebrand alongside Tiger Head Football coach David Alexander and and coach we'll try to start this uh, edition of this show in the same way that the game started on Friday night so kick, <laughs> kick return for a touchdown got everybody riled up pretty well right off the bat but from a from a coaching perspective even though that's exciting and you score early, does that change much for you about the rest of the game?
1: Oh no, not really. It is. It's a. It's a big uplift for the kids. It's, and any any special team play in a game is a big. or big momentum shifters. Um, but you know the opening kickoff. That's just a big bonus.
0: And there's. I mean, everybody's already excited to play, right? It's The sure. opening kickoff. Everybody's all jacked up. Do you have to kind of. Reel them back in a little bit and say, "Hey, we've still got at, at that. I think that took eleven seconds. So yeah. there was almost four entire quarters of football still to
1: be. Yes, played. of course you do. Because um, it's easy to say, oh, it's you know, for a young man, you know, in a football game, it's easy to say, hey, we're we're the better team, and look at this. You know, it took us eleven seconds to score. We're going to kill these guys. Um, but you know, we obviously know that's not the way it really works. And uh, you you know, you got to keep them focused on uh, on what they're supposed to do."
0: So that was a special team play that certainly worked out really well. There were a couple of other special teams plays that were very close to working out really well. And the reason I bring that up is uh, I think it was Logan Diller, the long snapper that I saw laying out at the goal line for yeah. a couple of punts. What does that say about him and his effort? Cause that's, that's a lot to get down the field for a long snapper on a play like that.
1: It is man. Uh, thank you for bringing up Logan. What a great young man. Um, you know, that's just all buy-in. You know, Logan is a is a two-sport guy. He starts for the baseball team at third base. He's a great – you know, he's just a great young man. You know, and the only thing he does is snap for us. Um, you know, we had to beg him to come back out. He was just going <laughs> to – because he played last year, played some linebacker, played in deep snap, and then obviously his best sport is baseball. And no, no, Logan, please, if you'll just come out. We won't make you play linebacker. We won't make you practice. Just show up and deep snap. Um you know, he loves his, his – some of his best friends are Jake Rains and and that group. So he's he, he loves being around, and he's he've done a fantastic job for us. So it wasn't a surprise to us coaches, right, the effort that he gave down there on the goal line, you know, because we know what kind of kid he is, and, we, you know, we see it every day. So uh, it, it just a, a great young man trying to make a play for his teammates.
0: He was very close to doing so on both occasions. Having a guy like that at, at long snapper, because – and we've talked about special teams quite a bit this year, but there are so many individual little things that can go wrong with a long snap or a hold on a, on a field goal or anything like that. Right. So, uh, what kind of confidence do you have? Obviously you're confident in those guys, but how nice is it to have guys that you can depend on in those snapping and holding positions? Cause they get overlooked sometimes.
1: Well, um, well you're, you're, you know, kind of speaking to my heart a little bit. You know, <laughs> I, I was a deep snapper, right? I snapped in college. I snapped in NFL for five years. Um, so you know, it's it's a point of emphasis. Now, having guys, you know, uh, having a guy like Logan Diller that is a specialist at it, and that's what he does during practice when he's there. Um, you know, and that, and that's a comfort, right? Most high school football teams don't have just a snapper. And then we've got Seth Dodd, you know, who's um, who's the punter and he's the holder. He's got maybe the, as good a hands as anybody on the team. Not maybe. You know, all the all the players think that Seth may have the best hands on the team. And uh, you know, he held last year, so. It's a great combination. Those guys get a lot of work. And we, we practice uh, field goals three days a week, um, and we punt every day.
0: You guys uh, obviously got the kick return for a touchdown, but it looked like you had the kick return team set up a little bit differently uh, on on Friday night. Were you guys expecting yeah. potentially some short kicks and needing to have some hands guys in there? Well, the
1: game before, they played – you need to play to Santa Fe, and they onside kicked every time. Oh, okay. Right? So – right – why not anticipate the same thing? So, mm-hmm. we were set up for onside kicks because uh, they and they and Enid onside kicked, uh, I think they kicked five times against Santa Fe, right? one, of the, one of the opening halves, and then they scored three or four times, right? So, um, you know, why not expect that? So, you know, it, it worked out great for us. We had worked on if they pooch it, you know, what the blocking scheme, how we were going to handle it. Um, but you got to prepare for, you know, what the team's showing on film. That's our special team segment for today
0: here on Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. We'll be back to talk some defense with Coach Alexander in just a moment.
2: Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments and we are fully prepared for your safety and our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24-7. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments, from specialists and surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us.
0: Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand, again with head coach David Alexander. Uh, his team coming off of the win at Enid over the weekend uh, and then getting into playoff time this coming week. Uh, coach, let's continue to look back uh, and let's, let's look at the defense now on Friday. Sure. What stood out to you about that side of the ball?
1: Uh, well, again, uh, it's two weeks in a row that we're, get, we're creating turnovers, mm-hmm. and creating turnovers uh, is is a must going into the playoffs. You know, we went through such a dry spell in the middle of the season and not be able to get you know, get extra possessions for the offense. Uh, but so when we do that, we're going to be really good if we can continue that in the playoffs. You know, and then also the defensive score, I man, those are those are even bigger plays than special teams uh, scores. Uh, it was great. Garrett Hinesley with a hustle play. You know, Darian Moss got the, you know put the pressure on the quarterback, made him turn, hit the hit the hit the ball on his leg, and drop it, and uh, he and Lance Young, Darian Moss and Lance Young made sure the quarterback couldn't get back to the ball. And Garrett Hinesley was the guy you know, on the spot to score the touchdown.
0: Yeah, those guys that, uh, that pin down the ball carrier, bat the ball free, they they get overlooked on some of those right. big plays sometimes. But certainly a big play there by Moss, who, again, was fighting. He was dinged up in that game again and, and was fighting yeah. through a lot to to be able to keep playing. So uh, well well done on his part. Uh, you also, as you just mentioned, you got to the quarterback fairly frequently on, on Friday night. Um, why were you able to get so much pressure on Enid in, in that game?
1: Well, we had a pretty good beat on what their protection scheme was going to be and right when you have a beat on what they're going to how they're going to protect right Um, every protection and every every scheme has a has a weak spot it may not be a flaw but there's just a weaker area and we we did a good job of attacking it you know Seth Dodds making the calls and getting the defensive front lined up and the blitz called correctly so you know when you do that you have a good game plan uh, things work out for you.
0: And it's not going to be news to anybody that even if you don't get to the quarterback, if you're pressuring the quarterback, that makes it harder for him to throw the football. That That's not breaking news to anybody. But kind of walk us through that a little bit. Why right. does the quarterback in that situation, why is it so much harder for him to deliver the ball accurately and it perhaps gives your defensive backs a chance to get to it?
1: Well, every throw, every throw is uh, on a time, right? There's a there's a clock going on, right? Whatever the ride is, you know, it's a uh, three-step slant right, coming at the ball coming out quick or something deeper, right. So everything is on a time, right, the quarterback-receiver timing. And if you throw that timing off, right, you, you speed up the quarterback's clock, right, or you slow down the receiver's clock, um, things are going to work out really well for the defense. And what we were able to do, we were able to speed that clock up with the quarterback. And so his timing with his receivers was off, and good things happened, right. He either held the ball and got sacked, or he threw the ball early, and we got a couple of interceptions or some incompletions, Um, so you you try to do both sometimes during the game, right? Slow the receiver down or speed the quarterback up, and um, you know if you get to the quarterback and if you hit him early in the game, also too. Right now he's thinking about it. Yeah, quarterbacks, all quarterbacks, ours included. Right, it's just not something they're comfortable with with happening to them.
0: Going back really to the Edmond Santa Fe games, the defensive backs have had some really good size wide receivers to match up with, and, and that was Tyke Andrews for Enid the other night. How have the corners been able to make up for some of those size disadvantages and, and continue to defend really, really well?
1: Well, both our guys outside are uh, fantastic football players. Change direction really well. Both have great open field speed and very good ball skills. But you know, when you're playing against those big guys, you know they are going to sometimes they're going to make a catch over the top of you. And you, you know, you just have to realize, hey, I was in good coverage. Like, you know, the one Corey Williams, Corey Williams couldn't have been in any better spot. Right, he had he was cutting off the receiver. Just a great play. You just build those you know those corners' confidence back up. Say, hey man, you're right there. You're going to make the next one. Um, You're going to make the next play, and they did. Right, Jalen Johnson, the interception he made at the end of the game was as good a play as we've had this year by a defensive back. You know, um, far corner sinking the middle of the field. You know, reads the quarterback's eyes and breaks underneath the post down there and makes a great play. Those those are fantastic. Those just Kids making plays and in small doesn't, you know, in stature doesn't mean you're you're going to play small.
0: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So that's a look back at the defense on Friday night at Enid. We'll cover the offense when we return here in just a moment to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Gript.
2: For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid. We have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow, the right balance. Finding your happy place is something special and different for everyone. You probably already know where to find yours, and TTCU Federal Credit Union can help you get there. Talk with our team, we'll give you the tools to build the financial future you want. So wherever your happy place finds you, TTCU will meet you there. TTCU Federal Credit Union, life is better in balance.
0: Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rube Crib, Adam Hildebrand again with Tiger head coach David Alexander. And coach, uh, we've hit special teams in defense. Let, let's talk some offense right now. And and you really can't start in that game anywhere other than R.J. Spears Jennings, who literally started the game with the kick return for a touchdown, but receiving-wise in particular, he was he was just a monster. What, what was so special about him in that game on Friday?
1: Well, uh, we think, right? And, I, and I'm I'm pretty confident in this, that uh, <laughs> RJ is just, he's realizing that he's bigger and stronger than um, everybody that's going to be covering him this year. Uh, you know, he broke tackles, he stiff-armed people, he outran people, just had a, just a, a fantastic game all the way around. You know, he made a couple really big, great catches in traffic. You know, he got no yards. You know, that one, on our sidelines where he broke all those tackles and scored. You know, I'm standing right there because I know what the play is. I'm standing right there where he's going to catch it. There's only a minute something left in the half. Mm-hmm. And I'm screaming at him to get out of bounds, get out of bounds, get out of bounds, <laughs> get, out of bounds get out of bounds. And he just keeps stiff arming guys and goes scoring Well, hey, great job. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, he's he's always he, from the very beginning of the season, right? He's made some really, really good catches. He's got big strong hands, but now the added added dimension of breaking tackles, uh, making guys miss, um, and it's, it's pretty, pretty special to see.
0: With those guys, especially guys that are, have size, that are underclassmen, it always takes a little while, it seems like, to grow into that size. Like before they, it kind of clicks and they realize that, there's no way to tell when that's going to happen. Right. But what are some signs when you finally start to see that, you're like, oh, he's, he's starting to figure this out a little bit.
1: Well, it, you know, it's, it's been just here very recently. And it's something you talk about with those guys. Um, it's using his off hand, right. To, to stiff arm people, right. You catch those little five yards out or a little hitch or a curl, right. You know where your defensive back is. Cause you are just running around on him. He's on your back. He's on your, or he's on your hip, right. Put the ball on the outside arm, right. And even if you're just going out of bounds, don't take the hit stiff arm and go out of bounds. Um, but now he's using that and he's using that stiff arm as a weapon. And he threw that one poor kid for me to down. <laughs> and, uh, and then you know another guy jumped on his back and slid off. Just a, just a really big, really big performance by um, Mr. Jennings.
0: As we head into the playoffs this week, uh, what do you think is the, one of the biggest challenges that your offense poses to other defenses?
1: Well, we've, you know we've got two guys that carry the ball that are gonna that are gonna get yards. You know they get they get the ball they're gonna get yards. Uh, they're just uh, they're just too talented not to and we put three receivers out on the football field that are um threats. You know, we've shown that we're going to throw it to any of them. Right? RJ, we you know, we've talked about what he's done here lately, but you know, Keon has caught some big, you know, Keon Barnett's got some big balls down the middle, right? Which keeps the safeties from just going and immediately double teaming RJ. And then JL Tally is such a height mismatch. Um He's six five. He's and not only is he six five, but he can jump. Right, he's a, he's a basketball uh, player, a great basketball player for the Tiger basketball team. And so, if we've got, if we can, if we can make a defense defend from sideline to sideline and from the line of scrimmage to uh, thirty five yards deep, you know, it, it really creates some holes.
0: And we saw uh, JL go up and get a couple in traffic. Where he high pointed yeah. the ball the other night, a couple of big first down catches for him in that game. Uh, the offensive line has had to shuffle around quite a bit due to due to some injuries. Right? Uh, do you feel like though, because of that, you guys have started to build some some depth up front?
1: Well, we've obviously built some depth. Uh, you know, it, it was out of necessity, right? Injuries, and you know, we had a we had a couple of contact tracing guys. Um, you know, it's so it's been. It's been great to see some of these a couple of the young kids grow up. You know, we had a sophomore in there against Enid playing quite a bit, and he had a little bit of a rough night. Uh, but it's exactly what you'd expect from a from a 15 year old playing against a senior uh, defensive lineman. But he's a big, strong kid, and uh, that that experience against Enid, you know, if he has to play in the playoffs, will just benefit him.
0: Steber and Wilhite, the tight ends, go in motion on a pretty frequent basis, sure. uh, setting up different formations and whatnot what do they have to go through mentally in terms of starting where they do and then knowing that they're going in motion and still having to fit in with the blocking schemes and things like that
1: yeah boy, some mental gymnastics um you know we're you know even though we're a huddle team we're very complicated in what we try to do and you know each week's a different game plan you know if we're going to run behind Steber or run behind will Hyde, or we're going to uh, you know show one formation do something else so you know those guys are told in the huddle where to line up and what their motion is, and and then the play. So they've got a lot of things to on their plate. Um, you know, Griffin played quite a bit last year, and so he's got a pretty good handle on it. You know, and and Josh, uh, Will you know, sophomore, he's um, tough, tough kid, smart kid, going to be a great player. You know, it took him a lot of reps, you know, it took him to the mid season for him to really understand what we're trying to get done. And he's really started, starting to play very, very well.
0: You, uh, We've made it through nine games now heading into the post season. How proud are you of the way this team has handled things off of the field in terms of COVID protocols and things like that? Cause all it takes is one or two guys and then you got a situation on your hands.
1: Well, it's been, it's been quite a, quite an ordeal, you know? And so to say I'm proud of them is an understatement. Um, you know, we just decided, I decided and the staff decided from the very beginning you know, when we got the kids back in August that, you know, the best thing for us to do is just to talk about it every day. You know, try to make it normal, uh, you know, and not complain about it. You know, this is what it has to be. Um, and just remind them and remind them and remind them of this is what, this is our new normal. I can't apologize for it. Every team has to go through it. And so I think just being open and up front with the kids about um, protocols, right? Uh, you know, staying away from people you don't know, right? Don't go to the mall, right? You know, if you've got a group of friends, hey, and you guys are together all the time, right, don't just stay with that group of friends. Let's don't, let's don't go to, you know, any parties. Let's don't go to the mall. Let's don't go someplace uh, packed to eat. You know, go to your same places and do your same routines, you know, live your life, but you know, let's we're going to have to temper everything down a little bit.
0: Now, the uh, football wise, heading into playoff time, what do we expect from PC on Friday?
1: Well, you're going to see a a, a really well coached football team. This is, you know, you're going to get the same speech from me about Putnam City as you did about Enid last week in in the show. A new head coach who has done such a fantastic job getting those kids at, at Putnam City to. um have an offensive scheme that works for them. Have a defensive scheme that works for them. Um, much, much improvement, you know. And even as this season's went on, you know, they started off the season kind of rough. And man, they've you know they have played better and better and better. And that's a testament to Coach Whitson up there at Putnam City. Uh, you'll see they're they're uh, they're a little bit old school defensively, right? Four three, right? And not many teams run that much anymore. Um, but it's it's easy to line up for them. Right. And if you can just get lined up correctly on defense, then you're going to be successful. And then offensively, you know, you're going to see a little bit of uh, they're not going to run the ball straight ahead very much. Right. It's going to be all perimeter, some bubble screens and and jet sweeps and quarterback sweeps. Um, So it'll be all outside stuff for their offense. But they've done they found what works for them and they're putting points on the board.
0: That's what we'll be looking for on Friday as Broken Arrow gets into playoff time against Putnam City. That's Tiger head coach David Alexander. I'm Adam Hildebrand. Thanks for tuning into this edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by RibCrib.